0: Fast snacks, fast food, fast reviews. Snack Masters Inc., a podcast served to you in 30 minutes or less. Snack Masters, Incorporated. Snack Master. Snack Master. You'll be snacking with the Snack Master. Snack Master. Snack Master. Hello and welcome to Snackmasters Incorporated. I'm Dooner, here with the man who came out on Netflix after the Super Bowl. <laughs> it's MSG! MSG,
1: how are you, buddy? I'm doing good, man. How are you?
0: I- I'm good, but right before I came on the air, I was straightening up a bit, and I was looking on the, the coffee table in the dining room, and I was, I was seeing all of these valentines from Snackmaster Jr.'s preschool, and I, I realized I made a huge mistake because I didn't send him to school with Valentine's. So mm. I think now he was like that kid that got all the Valentines but didn't give any. But it was my first rodeo through preschool. So I didn't, I didn't have this whole thing down. But now I feel a little bad.
1: <laughs> yeah, my, uh, my son was pretty funny about it too. He said he didn't, want to bring, uh, he didn't want to bring Valentine's. And I said, well, what if nobody got you one? And uh, that kind of changes perspective. But yeah, I was impressed with the uh, how far Valentine's had come along just because the ones he got this year weren't your standard, you know, just a to and from with a picture of Snoopy and Charlie Brown on it or whatever. It was, I mean, they came with like stuff. There's like glow in the dark or a-, a sticker and, you know, like a-, a magnet, kind of an upgrade from what we did uh, like when we were kids. So pretty
0: cool. Yeah, he got some puzzles and stuff along with his thing, stickers, temporary tattoos, all of those things. But... Probably the most adorable one was he got, you know, what's old is new. Scooby-Doo is is still big. He's my son's favorite cartoon. And he got uh, from one of the girls in class a Scooby-Doo Valentine. And I wonder if there's a little lump looming in the air. You know, maybe she knows you like Scooby-Doo. They talk about it. And uh, I don't know. Plenty of time to figure that out. Hey, you know what did come out after the Super Bowl? The Cloverfield Paradox. And... They had this big ad campaign. It was this unique launch. It was originally supposed to go into theaters. And then Netflix picked it up. And it was, you know, during the first ads had coming soon. And then immediately later, it was like appearing on Netflix right afterwards. I texted you that it was coming out. You didn't reply. So I don't know if, if you were excited for it or not. But 5 million people did watch it. Did you end up seeing
1: The Cloverfield Paradox? You know, no, I, I didn't. I did get your text. Um, and I, I want to see it. I really enjoyed watching the the first two.
0: What Bad Robot's been doing with this sort of Cloververse that they've been building is taking other movies and then slapping the Cloverfield name onto them. 10 Cloverfield Lane was originally a different script called The Cellar, and it, it couldn't get moved or marketed. So I guess Abrams, Bad Robot said, you know, Cloverfield's a big enough marketing name. We can put it behind us and then we can tack a few things on here and there and tie it all in together. Which, uh, you know, you may have noticed the, the ending there, there's a, there's a big tonal shift.
1: Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I, I remember seeing that movie and, you know, it was kind of loosely mentioned throughout that there was this, you know, these things outside and uh, Goodman had to hold himself in like this kind of weird hermit guy. and But it, the, yeah, at the end, it just turned into I almost mean, like they just mashed two movies together. It seemed pretty abrupt. You know, it was cool and everything. But it was like uh, 90% of the movie was this one kind of theme. And then it just, at the end, shifted to uh, something completely different.
0: Yeah, it went from alien to aliens. And that's kind of the reason for it is they threw the name on there. Well, The Cloverfield Paradox was originally a movie called The Guard Particle. And it was, it, you know, script had been written. It was, it was a long-during production. Paramount had picked it up. But I think when Paramount saw this finished product, they uh, realized that nobody would see it the theater. They rebranded it as a Cloverfield movie, added some scenes in, and then pawned it off on Netflix. And, you know, Netflix, to their credit, they did this brilliant marketing thing. A ton of people who otherwise wouldn't have seen it or wouldn't have been interested in Cloverfield did get to see the movie. But here's where the negative comes in the movie wasn't good. (laughs) It was like a sci fi original level, basic cable level movie. So I think it's, you know, a really cool marketing strategy. But at the same time, reinforces that negative stigma that things that go to streaming are of you know, less quality than theatrical releases.
1: Yeah, Netflix seems to have struggles with their uh, original movies. I know they've you know got some cool series and stuff like that, but I'm not surprised. I mean, I guess if you got 5 million people to watch it, that's pretty successful.
0: Yeah, I mean, 10 Cloverfield Lane, even with the jarring ending, was able to coast upon the fact that 99% of the film is really, really good. There's a great performance by Mary Elizabeth Weinstein and John Goodman and the uh, the other dude, I don't know his name, but the whole thing was a, was a great thriller. Uh, this, does, this is like a really bad version of Event Horizon. And uh, it leaves a bad taste in your mouth because there's this helping hand in the movie. And this is just a minor spoiler, but there's a helping hand in the movie. <laughs> and uh, they leave it on board the spaceship. So <laughs> screw that movie. Screw the Cloverfield Paradox. But you know what they didn't advertise during the Super Bowl? were for Lady Doritos. Let's go! this morning the chip brand is facing backlash online after the head of its parent company said that women eat doritos differently than men they don't like to crunch too loudly in public and uh, you know they don't lick their fingers generously and they don't like to pour the little uh, broken pieces and the flavor into their mouth <laughs> Have you heard of these? Last week, Twitter was all in a uproar. People were very offended by Lady Doritos.
1: Yeah, I saw that they they put it out as like a, one of those Twitter news stories or whatever. And uh, yeah, I saw it. People were just furious. And you know, again, you know, uh, any any story I see on Twitter, they put like ten tweet comments. You know, they find the most uh, opinionated ones and, and this and that. And they may, at the end of it, include like a small counterpoint or whatever, but they definitely, people were furious. People were just offended and all up in arms, and uh, how dare they, you know, assign gender to these snacks and stuff. But, you know, I'm curious to see what they're like. He wants to hurt me. And the b**** don't even know me.
0: Well, this all started because in an interview with Freakonomics, PepsiCo CEO Indra Nuvi, and I probably murdered that. It's N-O-O-V-I, but Indra nuvi we'll just call her PepsiCo CEO, she suggested that women don't like to crunch too loudly in public. <laughs> they don't like to lick their fingers generously. And they don't like to pour the little broken pieces and the flavor into their mouth, which is very, very sad to hear. She also says that women need a bag that will fit into their purse. It's very important to women that they have a bag of snacks in their purse. Well, this is what sent Trip Twitter into an uproar because it turns out that that stuff isn't true according to uh, our fair counterparts. And my, my favorite tweet came from Kate Ford. She's got a blue check mark next to her name. I'm not sure who she is though. It's Kate Ford 76. In response to Doritos, lady friendly Chris. I shall be eating the biggest crisps I can find crunching really loudly, burping, and carrying a (laughs) packet of crisps as her handbag.
1: Pretty passionate there for uh, these, she must be British, uh, calling them crisps.
0: Well, yeah, the whole world. The whole world was upset. This this particular lady, I don't know if you know Hendy Amory, Libya Liberty, she's also got a blue check. Speak for yourself. I have long been waiting for a lady chip and will now launch a campaign to pressure the Doritos company to add a kind of hijib-like layer to each modest serving.
1: Yeah, I say, you know, let them, you know, let the women sort out this snack dilemma i don't know i mean i don't know from my you're right from my experience the women i work with uh, primarily women and i don't think they would have any qualms uh, with crunching or carrying a bag of chips or anything like that i yeah i don't i don't see it as you know any any shame on their part where they would feel you know embarrassed for you know the way they eat.
0: <laughs> well, I would personally try these because I like the idea of a chip that doesn't leave evidence on your fingers. It sounds like these wouldn't leave you know cheese or like the Dorito orange tinge, uh, snack nicotine stains, uh, if you will, all over your hands.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Like, I say, I'm, I'm curious. Uh, you know, when they when they put these out, are they going to be like in a you know uh, stereotypical like different font than other Doritos? Are they going to stand out? Are they going to be like flowers on the? I don't know. I don't. I don't want to join in the stereotyping or anything. But are they going to be To where guys are gonna be embarrassed, like if you show up with these in your lunch, people like "Eh, eh," you know, making fun of you so But you know and I know that you're only half the man that I am. And I have half the brain that you do. I'm curious, but you're saying that no matter what, no matter how that you're gonna you're you'd proudly walk around with a bag of these and uh no shame? Is that what you're saying?
0: Yeah, I'm i secured in my manhood and I like <laughs> trolling people. So if that offended somebody, it would really it would make me happy and I would <laughs> I would also take joy in the fact that I ruined someone's day over that. So to me, yeah, if, if, if this can offend people and also be a snack that doesn't leave remnants on my fingers in the evidence, more power to it. I would definitely try it. However, it doesn't sound like we're going to oh. because of all the backlash, Doritos has tried to clarify that that isn't what they meant at all, although those were direct quotes, so I'm not sure how it couldn't be what they meant. But, uh, you know, in corporate speak, they said we already have Doritos for women. They're called Doritos, and they're loved by millions, which made me think when I was reading that. I was like, he's got a point. Everybody loves Doritos. So I think that would make a great stage stripper name for you. I can, I can picture it now coming to the stage at Jumbo's Cloud Room. He's not
1: Frito-Lay. He's Lady Doritos. (laughs) Well, again, I I, I mean, I'm flattered that you would think of me when, uh, when it comes to to snacks and, uh, apparently stripping, but, uh, no, that's, that's not going to much like the uh, Lady Doritos campaign, that's just not going to get off the ground.
0: <laughs> no, I don't know. If you were to use the bag as a handbag, like she suggested, of these Lady Doritos, you could put uh, your Zune and, and a whole other
1: bunch of um,
0: <laughs> failed ideas in there. I don't know. Yeah. Now, now I want to like Google like ten like most disastrous marketing campaigns, so I can I can read through some of them. because none are coming to mind right now. But I know there's there's oh so many. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So speaking of leaving a sour taste in your mouth, this week I got some Sour Patch Kids. I got two different boxes here. I got the Sour Patch Bunnies and the Sour Patch Kids Tropical. These Sour Patch Bunnies, they are, I think, just regular flavored Sour Patch Kids that have ears. They, uh, the box makes them look way more defined as a bunny than they actually look in person. But I mean, they kind of they look, um, they look a little X rated in person. I, I implore you to, to to get a box. You could remarket these as Sour Patch something else, <laughs> and you could sell a few boxes, is what I'm saying. These are the regular flavors, so I'll, I'll do these ones second. And it's nice that they did make a change to them, because when I did the Sour Patch Zombies, all they did was take regular Sour Patch Kids, only give you purple and orange, and call it a day. So at least they, they put some effort into uh, into shifting it up. The Sour Patch Kids Tropical, These uh, they say they're brand new, first time I'd seen them. They add some new flavors to the punch bowl here. You got Passion Fruit, Tropical Twist, Pineapple, and Paradise Punch. There's uh, 16 pieces to a serving, 150 calories, and you're going to get a hell of a lot of sugar because uh, basically that's what it is. It's uh, 31 grams of sugar and it's uh, sour flavored sugar, inert sugar, corn syrup, and those kind of things. I'm curious. I'm a huge Sour Patch Kid fan, so I welcome any new addition to their lineup. I got the pineapple one right now. It's a white color. Hmm. You know what? It tastes like a pineapple lifesaver and up with sour on it, which is nice. They got an orange one here. The orange one, I'm imagining, is uh, Tropical Twist. It's okay. It tastes like mango. I'm not a huge mango fan, so... Mm. We got Passion Fruit for purple. Mm, not bad. It's all very muted. And the last one is pink. It's Paradise Punch. Mm. It tastes kind of like Red high sea. So, nice here. I mean, what you get with this box, it's like one of those movie theater-sized boxes that looks a lot bigger than it is when you open it up. It's really only two and a half servings. These are shaped like the regular Sour Patch Kids you see every day just some new flavors in here but they mix it up nicely and it's enough of a differentiator between your regular flavored sour patch kids that i uh, think they leave you something to work with here these are very good i'm a huge sour patch kid fan so to me let's see well i don't like i don't really like the mango tropical twist so i'm only liking 75 percent of these so i gotta consider that with that in mind 8.5 i'll do the sour patch bunnies in a bit but what do you have i think you got some sour candy as well throw a sour snack at me
1: yeah, actually, kind of took a page out of your book here. I went with the uh, I saw these Black Forest organic sour heads. It says they're sour and sweet, soft and chewy, canny. They're um, USDA organic, non-GMO, colors from natural sources. The macros on here aren't much different than the regular ones. 130 calories for 14 pieces. Obviously, no fat or sodium. 33 grams of sugar. So, uh, and 22 of that comes from sugar. The other stuff, the other sugar is from the the stuff it's made out of but it's the biggest uh the, the first ingredient on here is uh tapioca syrup and then there's sugar and potato starch and things like that but everything in here is natural it's got uh fruit juices for the coloring and stuff a little bit disappointing when i open the bag because on the front it looks like they're smiley faces that they're trying to these are supposed to be shaped like but when you open the bag it's just kind of a weird kind of a blob of a it looks like a almost like a star but there's no there is absolutely no semblance of any kind of smiley face or anything like that so i don't even know why they put that on the front of the bag because it's you know not shaped like that at all so i'm just i'm not going to differentiate between flavors and try them all but there is raspberry lemon fruit punch lime and orange i'm just going to pop one of these in and see how it goes um So I'm really familiar with the Sour Patch. I used to buy them like in a, in bulk at the store, get a little bag of them. So I kind of know the comparison. And, and I think I just ate what is a Fruit Punch one. And they're okay. I think these might have been on a shelf for a while. We're not really known around here for being super healthy eaters and stuff. So I don't know how old this bag is. But they taste like these are kind of old. They're they're a little hard. And uh, they're definitely not that kind of punch of uh, sourness that you get from the, the, the Sour Patch kids. You know, they're definitely... A lot more uh, mundane than that, a little bit of sour, and then it, actually the the snack itself I mean the sourness is from the the sugar that they put on it or whatever I think, but the snack itself just tastes like a uh one of those uh, gummy treats or whatever they what are those uh what are those gum snacks gummy bears gummy yeah like well, no, like the fruit snacks I'm sorry like the oh. like the fruit snacks that we buy for the kids and stuff. I think they just kind of repurposed those and put a little bit of uh sour sort of dipped them in sour sugar. Uh, yeah these are these are a little bit disappointing I guess you know if you're a kid and you're one that your mom would never buy you sour patch kids because they were you know high fructose corn syrup and all that stuff and this is all you ever had I guess it'd be a nice alternative just to a regular fruit snack but stacked up against a regular sour patch kid the ones that I'm nostalgic over and all that stuff I'd say these are about a four these are not great I'll give these to my kid and see if he enjoys eating them but I'm definitely not gonna tear through the rest of the bag
0: yeah i've had black forest before i haven't had the sour ones because it always seemed like they would be kind of weak to me i feel like you need like non-organic chemicals (laughs) to achieve the the sourness that like a sour patch kid does so i always pass them over. but also because i don't really like black forest gummy bears i'm a i'm a hairy bow guy or hair bow
1: (laughs) harry bow i'm not sure all right good (laughs) i'm a hairy bow (laughs) guy
0: Yeah, the, the other thing I have here is, uh, as I mentioned earlier, they're just a Sour Patch Bunnies. They, by all indication, they are just a regular Sour Patch Kid with the top of the head squished down a little bit to form bunny ears. There's not a ton of definition. And like I said, they're, uh, you could repurpose and call these something else. And they would they would pass for it pretty easily if you were to like, give these out at a bachelorette party. <laughs> And I hope, you know what, I hope these taste like regular Sour Patch Kids, though, because sometimes, speaking of Haribo, when they change the shape of something or the consistency of something, like, it doesn't taste exactly like gummy bears anymore, and they lose some of that semblance of flavor. Mm -hmm. Or, uh, you know, sometimes, like, a large pizza will taste better than a small pizza. I don't know, always know why that is, maybe because of the distribution of ingredients. But either way, these are your regular Sour Patch Kids. These are the orange, the green, the red, and the yellow. So I don't really have to review the flavors here, but... I just want to take a bite of one of these to just see if they really are exactly like regular sour patch kids.
1: As a side note, I really like the way that you pronounce the word orange. Orange. I've heard it a few times, and I've got to compliment you on it. Sounds dignified.
0: No. now I am self-conscious.
1: No, no, I, 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 no. I have to try this orange one. No, I, no, go back to the regular. I, I like it. Orange. I don't know. I'm no, not... you, say, you say orange. 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 No, that's cool. Orange. No, moving on. Let's go. All right. <laughs>
0: well, you know, I'm happy to report. These are exactly the same as your regular Sour Patch Kids. If you love those, you'll love these. One nice thing is they are slightly thicker. I think the bunny nose and the way they push these ears out add a little uh, bulk to the body. So it's a little meatier than your traditional Sour Patch Kid, but in a good way. I think these are just as good as regular Sour Patch Kids. Uh, nine out of ten, or maybe a 9.5. Sour Patch Kids are probably my favorite of all the sour candies.
1: Nice, yeah. I've been, I've noticed that about Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, too. When you just mess with the size or the shape, it just... Destroys it for me. So
0: yeah, no, it really. You're right on that too. The eggs are good. I like the Reese's peanut butter cup eggs, and I like like the regular traditional one. But when you when you put it into some like the Christmas tree, no, <laughs> I don't want that. Or the skull, yeah, keep
1: it. Yeah. So what I went with, um, I kind of went back to uh, back to the basics here. I went with the uh, sour punch blue raspberry straws. Uh, these are not organic. There's nothing redeeming about these. Uh, corn syrup, sugar, you know, all all the good stuff. And there's some salt in here. 49 grams of carbs. Uh, you get the whole package as a serving, and I think there's probably I don't know, 10 or 12 straws in here. So it is, I think, a takeoff of, you know, a, sort of a, a mix between a licorice and a Sour Patch Kid. It's like this long kind of hexagonal tube of... You know, almost like a Sour Patch Kid. So I'm going to pop one of these in and see how it goes.
0: Yeah, They're very mid-90s candy. That's when these came out. And also when, like, Blue Raspberry was added to oh. the candy flavor lexicon.
1: Yeah, like the whole Warheads era. I, I kind of associate with this where, oh, for some reason, kids needed these extreme snacks. It was like, just burn your mouth or make you pucker really hard. Oh, excuse me. Mm.
0: Yeah, well first they went gross. They would have like the boogers and stuff, and then they they switched to sour and sour was a hit and they they've really never looked back.
1: Oh I gotta tell you, man, these are uh these really hit their target, man. These are sour. Well, it's like make my it's make my face kinda suck in almost. It's um, blue raspberry, I like the flavor. I I tend to enjoy like a blue raspberry slushy or jolly ranch or stuff, but it's still. You know, even a part that's just stuck in your teeth is making me pucker up. It's a good balance between the sour and the sweet. I just shoved the kind of the whole thing in my mouth. I wasn't delicate about it or took a little bite. I uh, kind of pushed it into my mouth and curled it up and chewed. Uh, yeah, these are these are what they're meant to be, you know, definitely way more sour than the organic alternative here. So sorry, healthy kids, you're you're missing out on the joy by going with the other brand. These are these are pretty good i don't uh, again i'm gonna pass these on to my kids i'm never i'm not huge on the sour anymore i like bold flavors and stuff but this is this is a bit much for me i'll see if my kid likes them uh i'd say they're a six uh six or seven even they do they are they are what they say they are sour and fruity and you know it's all fake and artificial stuff but yeah they they hit the mark
0: What's your favorite sour candy, just to sort of calibrate here, get an idea of your sour tolerance? Because I've had these before, too, and I don't consider them that sour. But I like Sour Patch Kids and Warheads, which are both more sour than those.
1: Yeah, I haven't. It, I never really got into the, the the whole sour thing other than the Sour Patch Kids. Like I said, I would, I would get a bag of those and take it into the movie theater or whatever and eat those. So if those were my 10, again, I'd put these at about a 6. I think I've just kind of moved on from them. I haven't had a Sour Patch Kid in a really long time. Not that I hate them. I might try them again someday, but that's just not something I grab off the shelf.
0: We're Snackmasters Inc. You can find this episode and all of our old ones at Snackmasters Inc.com. That's INC, not INK. We're also on Instagram at Snackmasters Inc., there we have all of our food photos, mini reviews, and videos. Speaking of videos, we now have a YouTube channel, Snackmasters Inc., on YouTube, at Snackmasters Inc. on Twitter, and if you have any snack suggestions, comments, complaints, or thoughts on Lady Doritos, you can reach us at Snackmasters Inc. at gmail.com now these lady doritos they bring up they bring of like what what's some good silent snacks like if you wanted to snack in church or if you want to snack at a wedding or at a board meeting or something and snacking on the sly some stealth snacking what would you gravitate towards because these like these women doritos could be a great solution because they're right <laughs> you can't just break, break out a bag of nacho cheese doritos at church or people are going to start looking at you
1: right. Gosh, that's tough. Uh, Because, I mean, we talk about it almost on every episode, the, the crunch factor. I mean, that's part of what makes a snack great to me. You know, maybe something that could dissolve over time in your mouth, you know, a puffed chip, something like that, where you could avoid the snacking or, you know, even just like a piece of chocolate that could dissolve. That's the only thing I can think of as far as not disturbing the people around you. But uh, I don't know. What do you pack some marshmallow peeps or something? I don't well, What's your thought?
0: Well, speaking of Sour Patch Kids, Mike, I've never had a go before until my kids got these Sour Patch Kid gogurts. And then I tried them all, and they are actually—they're really good. They're way better than you think they would be, <laughs> it, especially if you like sour. If you don't like sour, you probably wouldn't like them. But they're sour, sweet. It tastes like yogurt as a sour patch kid. They nailed it. It's amazing. If you want to, here's my mini review of them. Go get them. They're nine, nine or ten out of ten. They—they they executed flawlessly. But what I would do is, uh, you know, if I'm like, I never wear a watch unless I'm going to a business thing. But let's say I am. I'm going to a conference. I might tie some Go-Gurts around my forearm, <laughs> and you know, thread them through my watch. <laughs> and then as I each time I need a snack, I can just cut. The top off of one of them and just kind of like, you know, pretend like I'm leaning on my palm and I could just like sort of, and then press against my forearm with my other hand and slowly empty the tube of gogurt into my mouth. (laughs) That's.
1: It's astonishing to me that you would put that much thought into uh, (laughs) how you would secretively eat gogurt, but bravo, man. (laughs) I'm just saying you could get away with it.
0: And I've been in situations like, you know, I'm of that age where a lot of people start getting married and you go to christenings and things like that. And, uh, you know, it's it's not, not, you got to be careful about what snacks you pack for those type of events. I guess.
1: (laughs) I've never been that hungry where I need an emergency go-gurt, but...
0: Oh, yeah. Sometimes I, like, I won't eat for a while and like, I get really <laughs> low blood sugar. And then it's like, oh, no. pass you know, past the point of no return. You know, the, the kind of, like, low blood sugar you get where there's no glucose going to your, to your brain and you, uh, you can't, like, think. You can't even process where to eat. Like, you just keep driving. you're driving. Like, <laughs> That's when the go comes in handy. And then you can go and you could go and
1: eat food as, as regular. Fair enough, man. <laughs> <No>. All right. <laughs>
0: Uh, Snackmaster Junior! Let's go them! Which one of these Valentines is your favorite? This one. What is that one? Uh, Doobie do? Oh, who'd that come from? Riley. Riley?
1: Uh, and
0: I got all that. Snackmasters Incorporated! Snack Master! Snack Master! You be snacking with the Snack Master! Snack Master! Snack Master!